Earlier, one of the men had snatched a couple of chairs from Grant's patio. Mother dropped into the cushioned chair with relief. They urged her to let them take her to the hospital to get checked out and have her knee examined. She refused, insisting it wasn't anything serious. She finally acquiesced to letting one of the men wrap her knee for support. Mother assigned me the job of picking dirt and other icky stuff from her formerly perfect coiffure and from the back of her ivory linen blazer. Her black pants could probably be dry cleaned, but her jacket was torn in several places and beyond repair. I plucked a tiny white object from the fine blonde strands of her short hair. Oh, ick! I dropped the item faster than a hot coal. My mother flinched. What was that? Oh, oh, nothing. Only a piece of, um... My voice trailed off. No need to mention she'd sported a chip off the old skeleton. I decided to switch mother's focus to something more cheerful. Her new husband. Bradford should be here soon, I said. His arrival was certain to cheer her up. It had only been a few months since my mother, Barbara Bingham, a widow for 30 years, had married retired detective Robert Bradford. They initially met when Bradford and his then-partner, my new honey, Detective Tom Hunter, were investigating a primary murder suspect. Me. At first, I doubted Bradford's intentions, positive that the tall, bald detective was wooing mother solely with the purpose of finding enough evidence to place me behind bars. Several months later, when I became embroiled in another deadly affair, Bradford rescued me from a frigid death in the depths of Lake Tahoe. I immediately became one of his biggest fans. Mother had flourished as well as mellowed since she met the detective. I love my mother, but she is a perfectionist who expects perfection from everyone else. As far as I was concerned, anyone who could loosen up my uptight mother was okay in my book. Speaking of uptight, I desperately needed to change my clothes into something far less revealing. Gran had tightened the strings of the corset for me. According to her, I still looked like a hussy, but at least I was keeping my goods to myself and away from the gaze of the over-appreciative firemen. Before they took off, the firefighters stretched yellow and black caution tape around the hole. Due to Grant's property being outside the Placerville city limits, the crew contacted the El Dorado County Sheriff's Office about the discovery. Tina and her partner said they would remain until the police arrived. I whispered to my mother, Do we have any missing relatives that you know of? She recoiled at my suggestion. Don't be silly! Whoever that is has most likely been lying there for decades, maybe a century or more. Despite the May temperature being in the mid-70s today, a chill enveloped me from my feathered head to my polished red toes. Approaching voices distracted me from my somber thoughts. Gran hopped through the weeds, trying to keep up with the long strides of the tall man next to her. His tousled chestnut head bent low as he listened to her chatter. My heart ricocheted from one end of my bustier to the other as I greeted the newcomer. Hi, Tom. I smiled at the detective. Guess you heard what mother stumbled across. Not exactly how I imagined we'd be spending the evening together, Laurel. Tom moved closer and lowered his voice. Although that outfit is definitely an incentive to get my job done faster.